0: Three, two, one. All right, Julie, we are back. We've got a lot to talk about. We're yep. going to have a really fast-paced, hard-hitting <laughs> podcast. Doom, doom, doom. So I want to start out. A, bit. We, a lot of you guys have, uh, well, by a lot, I mean less than 20 emails and texts where you guys are asking us to comment on the social unrest that's taking place around the country. We told you guys, what, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, that it was inevitable that was going to happen. I'm going to tell you the reason that we're not talking about it is because it's not related to, in a, in a direct way, it's not related to what our mission is. And frankly, guys, it's not related to what your, is, your mission is either. And you got to be really careful. And I know it's tempting. I know it's very tempting to go down some of the conspiracy theory sort of, you know, left-leaning, right-leaning, ultra this and the conservative that and the, the, you know, whatever, whatever, in the new world order. And I see what you guys are doing. You're paying way too much attention to stuff that falls into the bucket of what we call mental masturbation. In other words, it's fun to think about, but you can't really do anything with the information. And you're now seeing, I think, in a lot of ways, the fragility of most people's Uh, Mindsets. So they're, you know, they're government lockdown, taking away my civil liberties. I'm going to go and show up at the county courthouse with my guns and I'm going to, you know, my Second Amendment. I get all that. And I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. And Julie and I are not going to be casting opinions one way or the other on that. What I'm suggesting to you is not ignore it. But don't think about it because it has nothing to do with your ability to help other people um, buying and selling real estate and has nothing really to do with your ability to take care of your family or do the things that are necessary for you to essentially thrive during this historic time. So that's all I have to say about that. Julie, you want to tack on anything?
1: Yeah, well, it goes under the category of control what you can control. Take care of yourself, take care of your family, then take care of your clients. It's very simple.
0: Right, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, there's only three things in life you can really control. You can control your health to a certain extent, you know, you can control your environment, you can control your finances. And the more time that you spend trying to control all those things or anything beyond those three things, you're making a mistake. And the best place for you to make sure there's no political insurrection is do what we're doing. We're making it so that Julie and I don't lose control of our own household from our six-year-old. So I'm less (laughs) worried about what's happening in the center of Missouri at the courthouse than I am worried about Zoe essentially overthrowing us and Julie and I being duct taped and left in the closet because she didn't get her newest Barbie. You guys get what I'm saying here? It could happen. <laughs> or our two French bulldogs, you know, deciding they no longer want to eat dog food. It's, you know, it, you guys, I mean, seriously, don't allow yourselves to go so far your head or your skis. And again, I appreciate that stuff. It's interesting. It's fascinating. And I know in some ways that we invite that sort of thing. And you guys, you know, thinking that Julie and I are secretly watching all that stuff and paying attention to it. We just watch it from the edges. We're not getting into it. We're not spending a lot of time thinking about it because it takes us... it. All of us only have so much, I mean, we might be alive for a certain amount of hours per day and weeks and months and years, but really during that time, how much do you really have to be drilled down and focused? As I've gotten older, even though Julie and I are do, we are following our advice, we are controlling our environment, we are controlling our health, and we are controlling our finances, but you know, I'm telling you, the older you get, the less real usable time you have. Because it's harder to stay, you know, focused on something intensely for a long period of time. And on the outside, I might, on a good day, I might have five hours where I can be really productive. On most days, if I'm being really honest, I got maybe three. And those three hours, I have to do the podcast, I have to do my coaching calls. I have to make sure that, you know, everything's operational at the highest level in our coaching business. Research 40
1: million things for this. That's right.
0: I mean, (laughs) Julie and I have been spending way more time than we have in the last, I think all the time we've, uh, basically, we're spending so much time on this content and researching all this for you guys, because it is easy to get sucked into fake news, right? And I know some of you, oh, Tim, you're being political. No, I'm not. Fake news comes in all forms. Fake news comes in the stuff you hear from uh, well-intending and meaning people just on your Facebook groups where they're giving you bad information about something. And one of the things that we're going to focus on today is uh, the mortgage forbearance thing because a lot of you, nobody who's really overly critical or nasty towards us But a lot of you thought we're not giving the best, the purest information out about mortgage forbearances, and uh, we were. We were telling you exactly what the CARES Act said. What you were experiencing or you were wanting to ask us about wasn't what you were mostly experiencing individually. It's about what you were reading, and see, there you go. It's that was the fake news that you are believing, and you are believing the fake news more than you are believing what was coming from Julie and I. Even though when we say something. We always try to tell you where our source is, so you can do the research on your own. If you are just going to be essentially a, you know, essentially a, a rug, and you are going to lie on the floor, and you are just going to wait till whatever falls on you falls on you, you are never going to be an independent thinker. You are never going to be able to make your own decisions. You are always going to be susceptible to somebody else's ebbs and flows, right? So, take our information, take information from other sources, and make your own decisions. But really, at the end of the day, it's better in a time like this to have fewer things to think about than more things to think about. Your key to having a really pure and good mindset is simplicity, literally not inviting other things in. This always, and this goes back to being media free and media free is one of the best ways. It's the, essentially a cure all for all your mindset issues. So if you guys, some of you have gone way too far down the rabbit hole of some of these fringe theories... And the problem is, is even as the market starts to come back, you're not going to come back because you're still going to be stuck in the fringe theories. I'm not saying, just to be clear, that there's not validity in some of the things that you guys are sharing with us. I'm not saying that some of that stuff isn't true. What I'm saying is, what difference does it make to you? What difference does it make to your family? None. You guys have to survive through this, and then you can thrive. The reason that all, one of the reasons that all these, you know, Things that are starting to happen is because this is what always happens when when there's cracks in the ground. When there's cracks in the ground, things start growing up that what otherwise couldn't grow through. And some of those are ideas. Some of those ideas are malicious. Some of those ideas are going to cause you to basically pivot in just a slight direction. Like right now, Julie and I are doing our best to keep you guys on the straight and narrow. But if you start, you know, essentially going in just an ever slow, slight degree, you know, change your course just ever so slightly when you scale that forward five, 10 years, you are completely lost at sea by yourself. And that's what happened after the last housing crash. A lot of you guys, a lot of people in general, not just real estate professionals, they never came back. I mean, it is not an unusual thing for Julie to be on Premier Coaching, which she does every day. We have a part of our Premier Coaching program, guys, is you have you know a half hour to an hour of actual semi-private coaching call with Head Coach Julie. Um, she's been doing those calls herself personally because of the crisis, and we're wanting to make sure you guys get the best information. Now, you know, going forward, you know, what she's seeing and what she hears are what she's, you know, basically all these people that never quite got over the last crash that ended effectively in 2010, over a decade ago. Some of you guys are still stuck in that mindset. You're still stuck in that way of thinking. You never allowed yourselves to completely come back. And now something here is here again, which is probably going to be about a thousand times worse. Um, on a lot of ways uh, than what happened before. And you still haven't really completely pivoted back in the right direction from the last go around.
1: Yeah, it's like they've been hit by a stun gun, some of them. And so I get that uncertainty makes you feel like holding up, which is reinforced by the fact that you've been told to hold up. Okay, so you do have some things working against you. One of the things that we're going to be doing a podcast on soon is specific ways to retrain your brain and keep you out of that Uh, potential negativity and feeling like not doing anything um, versus actually getting to work. And, you know, Tim, the clients, i said this yesterday, the, the ones that have gotten out of their own way and have worked through the five stages of grief, which is really what we're dealing with. The grief of what used to be denial, anger, bargaining, depression. But once you're in acceptance, you know, we've got coaching members that are having their best quarter ever. Why? Because they took action earlier they took it quicker. They're talking to, you know, not just their leads, but things like old expireds and builders that all of a sudden have inventory that they now need to sell that they thought was going to close in two months. So the ones that are not spending their time on the doom and gloom and are instead being of service are already being rewarded for it. So that's what I was thinking
0: right okay so Julie, let's dive deep dive into this two things that we really wanted to get across on today's yep. show okay number one stay connected stay really keep your world of influence the people you're allowing to influence you keep it small and keep it tight and be highly selective that's
1: well, the, that's something you can control
0: that's something you control that is in essence your environment remember we said in essence you can control your health you can control your uh environment you know your home how clean it is how organized it is and your finances well also within the second bucket of environment you can also control the people that you allow into your environment mentally and physically Um, and so that's really where it comes down to really being very selective have a smaller group of you know real and imaginary advisors don't constantly be looking for more information to Uh, essentially fill the time where you should be putting your effort right now is learning how to thrive in this new market that's the reason that we have our coaching that's the reason we have our coaching program as far as i know julie and i's coaching program is the only one in existence, that's literally combining all of the necessary tools to thrive in this new market. Yes, all the distress stuff, but also we're gonna primarily focus on teaching you how to be competitive listing agents. That's really where, that's always where our heart and soul has been as real estate practitioners, but also as coaches. We're gonna teach you how to be a listing agent because here's the power of being a listing agent when you're a listing agent, unlike working with buyers, you have control of your time. You have control. Basically, you have leverage. The listing creates leverage for you where you, if you work with buyers, you're the buyer's leverage. When you have a listing and you have 10 listings or 20 listings that some of you are going to have as a result of this market, you then have all these other buyer agents that are out there using their nights and weekends, essentially helping you earn money. Where if you look at the amount of time you had to spend actually to secure that listing and we teach you how to do everything, proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, Negotiating the whole process. That's what our coaching program is focused on. When you actually apply those things as we teach them to you, what you'll quickly discover is you'll never want to go back to primarily focusing on buyers. And you'll be right there with Julie and I talking about the fact that you can't believe that people are doing all these silly things with like branding and worrying about Facebook ads and worrying about trying to become, I want to learn more about video. Because you're going to realize how simple the business actually is if you focus all your best energies on listings. There's not a single one of you right now that can't understand that. So here's what I want you to do. You guys want to move forward with our coaching program. I made it so simple. Julie and I have worked so hard for you to make this a no-brainer decision. You can actually join our coaching program today. The coaching program is uh, only – it's basically 100 bucks a month. And if you can join the coaching program, you can. You don't even have to have any money, okay? You can finance it through this lender that we're working with. There's no interest if the loan is paid in full in 181 days. There's no payment for the first 30 days. Most people pay off the loan within 181 days. It's not credit-based. It's not income-based. It's not anything-based. If you want to be in the coaching program, you can be in the coaching program.
1: Look at it as our stimulus program for you.
0: That's right. Okay, So we are taking the risk so that all of you don't have an excuse not to join. You don't have to use your credit card. You don't have to use cash. Um, and the coaching program is a year. Basically, it's six months. Uh, it's six months for uh, $3,000. But if you finance it, like I said, it's around 100 bucks. But we give you an extra six months for free. So when you join our coaching program, you actually get a year's worth of coaching for what amounts to 100 bucks a month. And most people pay the loan off in six months. You guys get what we're getting at here, and that's what we're going to teach you how to do. It's the, it's the binary stuff, like working with, you know, the banks, doing BPOs, doing all that sort of cash now stuff that all of you have to know how to do. But really, on a grand scale, it's teaching you how to be the most powerful listing agent in your marketing marketplace. I'm talking about the again the pre-qualifying, the the generating of leads, the uh, the pre-listing pack the actual listing presentation, the high-level skills that most of you don't even know you need to go after listings. This way, you're going to feel comfortable and confident when you think about calling expireds, expires, when you go after some of the other sources of business that we teach you. And the best thing about this is once you have this skill set, you don't have to ever be beholden to somebody else to, to provide you with leads. You Once you know how to go after uh, essentially listings yourself, in most of the lead sources we tell you to pursue are free. They don't cost you a nickel. You just have to pick up the phone and make the call. In other things we teach you how to do to go after the business, once you learn that, you're actually on your way to being free, not just financially but mentally because you know any day you can pick up the phone and you can create a listing lead. You don't have to wait around for someone to send it to you or hope and praying when your centers of influence decides to sell. You guys get the difference in our approach? It's called being proactive versus being passive. We're all about teaching guys how to be proactive. You want to learn more about our coaching program, I strongly encourage you to take action on this right away. Text the word education to 31996. When you text the word education to three one nine nine six, you're going to be given an opportunity to schedule a coaching call with one of our new member coaches, and they're going to call you back immediately, and they're going to answer all your questions and get you involved in the uh, coaching program. If you want to talk to me about this directly, you can also do that. Just text me at five one two. 758-0206 but the quickest way for you to get the head of the line is just text the word education to 31996 all right Julie let's talk to them what's first
1: yes we have lots of different uh, headlines to make sure that you guys are aware of and we've done tons of research and try to bring you just things that affect you so one of the uh, great consternations has been the inconsistencies of how lenders are handling forbearances those that you guys have requested, as well as your friends, you know, your past clients, it has not been all that consistent. We have it, <clears throat> excuse me, ranging all the way from click here, answer six questions, you're done, here's your forbearance, you know, see you in four months, see you in six months, whatever it may be. That's the easy button, quite literally, some of the lenders have the easy button um, installed on their websites when you log in to look at your accounts. On the other end of the spectrum, we have uh, servicers who are saying, nope, you've gotta do the balloon payment, or no, you don't qualify because of this, that, or the other thing. Now, I think some of that is ill-informed because this was really, I I try, even though it's very counterintuitive and difficult for me to feel for the lenders based on some of the things that we've seen happen, but you kind of have to feel for what they're dealing with with processing all of these requests and I doubt that the people who answer the phone have had all that much education on how to handle it. That said, it's been very inconsistent and there have been some lenders and, and here's why they're doing it. They're trying to protect their own liquidity. So you're you're seeing two things. They're trying to say no to some people who maybe they think don't need the forbearance or maybe they're so slammed they don't want to deal with one more request. And they're also tightening up their lender standards, which we had talked about on previous podcasts. Well, all of this is specifically because When they don't have forbearance, when they don't have mortgage payments coming in, they can't then pay their investors as easily and they are obligated to continue to pay. So for the past several weeks, the servicing industry, servicing is who you call to talk about your payment. They've been crying out for help. They've been calling the government to set up a federally backed liquidity facility is what they they have wanted to backstop this um, obligation they have and be able to make some decisions on how to lend and who to lend to and how to deal with this. Well, today it was decided that there will be no liquidity facility. Instead, under the new policy, servicers will only be required to advance four months of missed payments for loans and forbearance. After that, the servicer is under, quote, no further obligation to advance scheduled payments. So that's alleviating some of the uh, pain and some of the uncertainty that the servicers were looking at, which was causing them to not treat everybody like, okay, here's the money, here's the money, here's the money. They were protecting their own liquidity. So I think this is a pretty significant uh, development that instead of having the uncertainty of having to pay an endless uh, supply of forbearance money that they didn't have coming in from normal payments, now it's only four months. So this is good news. I know that's all confusing lender talk, but, uh, you know, this this affects them. But
0: so break it down, okay? So Mm -hmm. we've addressed this in the past four shows in a row, and we are essentially helping you guys to cut through the Mickey Mouse with regards to forbearances because, again, a lot of you guys have been running on bad information. So the, the original CARES Act specifically said, and we told you how to... Exactly what to say and exactly what to do on previous podcasts, but specifically said that the mortgage companies, the servicers have to give you essentially a 12-month forbearance. The mortgage companies, the servicers agreed to that because when they thought they were agreeing to that into the bargain, they also thought that they were going to get some sort of bailout from the government in that initial $2.3 trillion that came about, which they didn't get. So really where they basically said is unless, you know, you're going to give us what we want, we're not going to give you what you want. Yeah, and that's caused some
1: of this inconsistent kind of bad behavior.
0: Right. And sometimes you guys were calling up your mortgage companies and they were telling you you know, and I, don't, I honestly don't believe this was happening that frequently, but I think what happened is you believed it was happening that yeah. frequently. And so as a result of that, you stopped asking for forbearances. And the reality of it was, and we told you how to do it on the show, uh, the Sunday special show, is you can actually essentially strong arm your lender into giving you a forbearance because they have to because that law was passed. So there you go. But moving forward, as far as this new bailout or whatever you're going to call it, <laughs> I have no idea what these are even going to be called historically. But what you're gonna be looking at is the government now, just to say it again, repeat why this four months thing is relevant, explain. Okay,
1: so before they were the servicers were freaking out because they didn't see how they would have the money to continue to make the payments to the investors who backed the loans, okay? So in other words, just because you're not paying your mortgage payment doesn't mean that they get to stop paying the investors who have backed those loans. And so it'd be like if you were a tenant and you were paying me and I had a mortgage on the house, okay, just because my tenant stops paying me does not automatically get me out of paying my mortgage payment. I'm freaking out. I got to either go get a new tenant or do something, you know, to make sure that I can make that payment. So for them, um, what this does, is the FHFA said that this particular change reduces the potential liquidity demands on the enterprises, the GSEs, resulting from loans in COVID-19 forbearance as well as other delinquent loans, okay? So this means that they are only responsible for four months instead of inevitably, you know, billions and billions later that might've been never ending. So I would expect this to cause things to become a a bit more streamlined because that stress has been alleviated.
0: Yeah. So I I mean,
1: it's hard to explain in three sentences, but that's So what should they be
0: doing differently with regards to forbearances? Nothing. Now we're just giving them a backstory as to why In essence, the banks are actually going to become more cooperative and try and ask for But it'll take
1: time. I don't think it's going to happen like today just because the decision was made today. I think that the consternation is that nobody expects to have to like strong arm their bank into doing what they've been told to do or to negotiate. And what I'm saying to our coaching clients is, look, you guys negotiate for a living. Just have your ducks in a row when you call or when you show up and be ready to rumble. And I think that this will get easier over the next week or two weeks. And we're
0: going to continue to report on it. But remember, guys, you can strong arm your bank because there is a law in place and they have to actually give you a forbearance. Okay.
1: exactly. Uh, I
0: mean, Julie, we can talk about personal stuff. You we didn't even ask for a forbearance on one of our mortgages.
1: On three of the rentals. Right.
0: Three of the rentals. Wells Fargo basically just sent us an email uh, and these are rental properties with tiny little mortgages, less than hundred yeah, grand each. Yeah, all of them are less than hundred. Yeah, and they all basically said, without Julie asking, they're all in forbearance. And then she gets another email this morning. Yeah. that basically said, we're going to give you another four months. You didn't even ask. So that's how we think it's actually going to happen across the country. That's now, right. yeah. So moving forward, here's the next thing that we want you to be very aware of. Um, the PPP. The money's going to be replenished probably today, if not tomorrow. If you've got applications in, remember, you have to apply to three different lenders. Now, obviously, start with your own bank first, assuming they're taking applications. On our website, we have included all... I mean, what's on there as far as like all the lenders that are actually... Yeah, you SP- have a
1: lender lookup. Okay, so you here's some confusion that I heard on a couple of coaching calls as well. You, you can't, you shouldn't just like go into your bank and say, where's my PPP money? Okay, sorry, I was getting excited. Okay, so you can't just show up and say, where is it? That's not how it operates. Your bank has to be doing the SBA PPP loans. Not every bank is participating, okay? So you call them first, they either are or they're not. If they are, they're either going to send you to a website or they're going to meet with you and do the application. Probably the website, and you're, you know, you basically have applied. Even then, we we recommend that you apply multiple places. Now, if you're, you are, the reason you start with your lender is because they've already got a relationship with you. You're probably going to be a little bit farther up in the line because they can process you right away. They already know all of your stuff. Okay, so let's say that your lender doesn't do the SBA. Uh, So how do you find out? You go to our website, the things that we send you with the survival plan. There is a lookup to see, let's say that you live in Kentucky. You type in Kentucky and it will pop you back which lenders in Kentucky are absolutely doing the SBA program. Then you can call them. You can meet with them if they're nearby, but you can certainly go to their website and do the application there. This is the PPP money. You cannot apply directly on the SBA uh, website. You have to use a lender. So because there is such a demand for this, and because if you apply, let's say you apply at Chase because that's your regular bank, that's fine, your application goes through. You don't know where you are in line, and this money's gonna go quickly just like the last round did. So maybe you go down the street and you you talk to a credit union and you open a little savings account there, and they take your application, but because they're smaller, maybe you're only number 10 in line. So you are not going to get approved by everywhere that you apply, You'll get assigned a file number, and whoever grabs your deal will then enter it into the system, and the rest of the applications that you've um, done will not get processed. So don't worry about that.
0: Right. So it's basically nice and complicated. Basically, it's basically whichever lender claims the file the first is the one that's going to process the loan, which makes sense because they're all having to compete for the loan. And remember, guys, the PPP. There's no uh, everyone's approved for it basically and we've explained it in great detail on yes. the free coaching site and all you guys got to do to become members of the free coaching program it's called premier-experience.net but the easiest way is just to text the word survival to 31996 text the word survival to 31996 do that immediately on that premier, on that you know the coaching uh, coaching site, not only do you get the information that we've been telling you about, but you also get to attend Julie's daily semi-private coaching call. Yep. The premier members, the full members, are getting two premier are uh, two coaching calls per day. One is audio, and the other the other is video, and that's starting hopefully this week. The others of you are just going to be getting the audio version, but still, in this time of need, we're doing our best to make it so every single one of you can become coaching members, so you can learn to thrive in this new market. Now, moving forward with regards to the
1: um, well, so the let's free do, coaching program. Okay.
0: There's three. Uh, the the uh, ultimate agent survival guide is on the website, and that's into three parts. It's in personal, protect, and then profit. All that information that Julie's been telling you about, we're updating it constantly. That's what we've been doing. We've been reading these dreadful press releases that are mm-hmm. coming out of all these government agencies and deciphering all of it and then breaking it down to bullet points so we'll tell you guys exactly what to do. Those of you who are smart and you took action on this information over a month ago, and I, can, Julie, if you hop over on uh, Facebook, you hop over to our premier private Facebook site, mm-hmm. there's people that are talking about having gotten their PPP money. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: We had many reports of that on our premier coaching call today. Right.
0: So, you guys, our premier coaching members, had access to access this information first. We told you guys how to get to the head of the line. Again, do not pay attention to the news. It's trying to be politicized. Yeah. So-and-so is getting money before so-and-so and so-and-so. Who cares? Don't worry about it. There's going to be enough for everyone. There's no way they're not going to all of a sudden stop you know, churning out cash for this. That's not going to happen. Um, so do get the PPP money. It, is a, it starts out as a loan, but if you use 75% of the money that they give you, then as we understand it, it then becomes a grant and grants don't have to be paid back. This is going to be the lifeline. It is a lifeline that all of you need to be getting, uh, absolutely taking advantage of. Some of you guys need to be doing other things we teach you in the pre- free coaching program. Some of you are going to actually, the bigger brokers, you, you actually might be eligible for the Main Street Lending Program. Some of you are going to want to go on unemployment. All the this stuff is detailed as much as we possibly could on the free coaching site. So just text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. Julie? I was
1: just looking at this report. This, this is very timely, Okay. So yes we think that this these programs will continue but here's the timing of that as of today they're they're getting ready to vote and approve of a 475 billion dollar relief package and Embedded in that is 310 billion more for the Paycheck Protection Program, which is just slightly less than what the first round was. So this expects to be in place by Thursday, I believe, assuming that they actually pass it today and file it tomorrow. So this week it is timely and it's going to go quickly because remember, they're already backlogged. So take I, I was just I i was uh, surprised by this this picture because I. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, where they are announcing this from, I kid you not, is a press conference at Corona Plaza in Queens, in New York.
0: Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Like, I mean, are they trying to flip it or is that uh, real? No,
1: that's that's real. Corona Plaza. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, I was stymied by that little factoid. But uh, yes, this is going to be voted on, I believe, in about an hour East Coast time. It's going it's to pass. So it's going to pass. I think they've argued about it enough. So that's uh, a headline as well.
0: So here's your two yeah. takeaways. We've given you several hopeful things you're going to do on the, from our uh, podcast today. But the actionable things for you to do immediately yeah, is do not listen to the noise about your mortgage forbearance. Get forbearances on everything. Okay, We can talk about the semantics and the, everything else you guys like to move around on your plates as far as emotions with regards to that. Just remember, you can get a 12-month mortgage forbearance. Save the money that you're going to pay And Hopefully, you don't need it to pay bills. Hopefully, you don't need it to survive, but in case you do, uh, you're going to thank your past self or rather your current self for having listened to us. Same thing goes to the PPP money. Get the PPP money. Absolutely get the loan. It'll turn into a grant for 99% of you. Then you'll be thankful that you did that as well if you don't have to spend the money. You don't have to spend the money. It just goes to your bank account, and if for some reason you want to give it back to the government, go ahead, right, if you don't need the money. Same with unemployment, guys. I know it's bizarre to hear uh, me could tell you that, but it is true. Every single one of you should be getting unemployment. For the most part, you guys will get between three dollars and $4,000 a month. So that's better than nothing. No, I don't need an appointment, Tim. I've got closings. That's fine. Get it anyway, just in case. You look like you're about to say something. Well,
1: so, but Tim, I have an equity line set up. Okay. Okay, so here's one more reason why you need to take action. A few days after it raised its lending standards, which we reported on right when it happened, to require nearly all purchase mortgage borrowers to have at least 20% down, and a 700 FICO score. Guess who? J.P. Morgan Chase is temporarily pausing its home equity line of credit offering. So, if that is in the back of your head that you'll just go get an equity line against your half-paid-off house, well, maybe not so much. We we saw this in the recession; the, the existing HELOCs were being shut down or cut in half. Uh, but it took a while. Now this is being cut right to the chase. No new HELOCs, and of course they're probably going to limit. Existing ones, so and of course they're saying due to economic uncertainty, we're temporarily pausing new applications for home equity lines of credit. Customers can still tap in, can still right now tap into their home's equity through a cash out refi of their existing mortgage, but you know may or may not continue with that. And what are their requirements? So just another reason we we're, we're advising you to do these things so that you have a hedge against the uncertainty of even a quarter from now. Nobody can tell you exactly what the conditions are going to be then, so cover your own self first.
0: We can guess. I mean, I think yeah. there's going to be a little bit of a bounce back, but hopefully, I don't think... as
1: people get back to work. But yep. by the same token, there could also be new outbreaks and new drama yeah, and be. new lockdowns, and who knows, right? I hope that I'm wrong about that,
0: guys. We're in this. We're we're in this sort of never, this in between land. What was that show that we really like to watch uh, about those uh, middle schoolers? Oh, they're, stu- um. they're stuck in the. Uh, the other or whatever it was. Yes,
1: the upside down. The
0: upside down. Yeah, we're stranger, based, things. Stranger, stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yes, we're all. It living, totally
1: feels like Stranger Things.
0: We're all living in. Stranger... It's like
1: Stranger Things meets the X Files or something, or like
0: something that. like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. But we're all in this Stranger yeah. Things type world until we actually get to the point where there is a vaccine. There is just no two ways around it. The reason there's all this talk and our it, the big fear now that the government has. Uh, I know this is going to sort of scratch some of your guys' conspiracy theory itches, but it's obvious the big theory is basically the big fear is social unrest. Because if you have social unrest, and then you have to have the you know military and the national guard and the police and U.S. citizens and da 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 da, that's a bunch of dominoes that nobody even wants to set up on the table, let alone seeing the first few fall. So. The point being is no one's going to feel comfortable and confident about anything until there's a vaccine. Will there be spark-ups in the economy? I think there will. I'll tell you the thing that's kind of interesting. I'm not smart enough to know the ramifications of all these goes trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that are being pumped into Every conceivable source. We talked yesterday about our friend Peter Schiff's theory about how the PPP actually is going to essentially put a lot of businesses out of business, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, that was on our Sunday show. I, I
1: read an article this morning that the unemployment is putting, especially in the middle of the country where paycheck, where like pay for normal jobs is pretty low. Um, it was a story about a coffee shop that was paying people 10 bucks an hour, but the way unemployment worked out was they were getting 15 bucks an hour and she lost her entire staff.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that was part of what Pedy's theory was exactly because what the normal unemployment in most states when you uh, I again didn't know anything about this a month ago and unfortunately I do now I do mean that right. unfortunately right But most unemployment in most states, if you were coming out of a w2 job that you had been fired from, okay <laughs> all that changed. Would be like 140 dollars a week, and now what it is? It's whatever the state pays plus whatever, plus a minimum of 600 bucks. So everybody getting an unemployment, it's whatever the state's going to pay you plus the 600 bucks. So that's the reason that the average person, I think I've read this several places, is going to mm-hmm. receive on average probably about. Uh, seven hundred forty dollars a week. There are a lot of people who will do just fine on seven hundred forty dollars a week. Now that money is only supposed to go for four months. They added six hundred bucks, uh, I think, through the end of July or whatnot. Do you guys really think they're going to stop paying unemployment? You really think they're going during always, an
1: election cycle during an
0: election year? Mm, I'm thinking no way. No. So that's going to be extended. So what effect is uh, essentially long term unemployment going to have? On, uh, you know, people aren't going to be able to buy houses, they're not going to qualify for much if they're basically paying their bills off unemployment. How many people is that actually going to, you know, take out of the job market? Uh, Forever. I mean, not in the sense that they won't be able to get jobs again, but in the sense that essentially the trajectory of the skills that they'd lost will be completely misguided. They'll miss, you know, if you're a coder, if you're somebody who's in a sort of a job that requires a high skill set and you lose that skill set, you're going to be seen as yesterday's news because somebody else is going to be more efficient at it. It's just like what we teach in our coaching program. If you guys take time off and you don't actually drill down, and learn what this new market's going to require, learning how to be a listing agent, and you decide you're just going to jump back in the market, you know, in a year or six months, the world's already going to have changed. And you're going to be basically, you know, yesterday's news or the news before that. You're going to be like an eight-track player when everybody is just beaming music from their cerebrum somehow. You know what I'm saying? You guys get the point here? Everything right now, you guys remember when things, I remember when I was a kid, I was thinking about this yesterday, Julie. It's mm-hmm. funny we're talking about Stranger Things. Good Lord, are we being nostalgic? <laughs> I
1: don't know. Good Lord. Warning, warning.
0: I think we're being nostalgic for the eighties. <laughs> I don't. But well, I remember. I remember, I remember when we were kids. Yeah. Nothing changed. Everything no, is that's exactly right. the same.
1: I when I go back to visit Columbus things still are basically the same. Yeah, they it's, are. it's kind of bizarre. Yeah,
0: but that's the thing about like we're from the Midwest and really things went or slow they, there. Or they
1: they change very slowly. Yeah. Yes. It just everything.
0: I mean people's mindsets, the just anything, you know, the, It's comfortable you, though. It's comfortable, right? Well, it's comfortable <laughs> if you like don't like anything changing. Yeah. But here nowadays, dude, things change instantly. Well, look the, at
1: the. I mean, day everything. to day, everything's changing.
0: Not just because we live in Puerto Rico, but no, everywhere. But in the world, in the right? world. Right? We, yeah. you know, Columbus, Ohio. You know, yeah. some of you guys will, most of you will never even go there. There were riots downtown Columbus. Yeah.
1: that's. Yeah, I it, told. It takes a lot to get Midwest interested. I told. To, like, leave the house to do something like <laughs> that. Well, you know like why? That. It's
0: because it was a warm spring day.
1: <laughs> that's why. Because it's warm out. It
0: wasn't cold, and the snow melted. That's right. And they're like, "Screw you! I'm not staying in the house." <laughs> well, but
1: something I mean, to do.
0: But true story, I told Julie that there were riots in Columbus, Ohio, and she didn't believe me. And I said, okay, don't believe me. And well, then she, I
1: mean, there was no Michigan game that day, so how could it be? And then she Googled
0: it, and she saw what I was telling you yeah. is the truth. The point is, guys, is that everything's changing. And if you think that you're just going to be able to hunker down and wait for this new world to no. you know, emerge, and somehow the skill set that you had in the previous world is still going to be relevant, it's not true. It never is true. No. But really, expect the abnormal. We, we've been saying, and I, I think it's very apt, the new normal is abnormal and by that i mean it's going to feel like things are changing faster and faster and faster just whatever you think is normal is going to like look i mean nice things maybe telemedicine is going to be a thing now. You're going to be able to go on a Zoom meeting and have your physical done. Maybe, you know, most of what you're going to be doing, you know, the doctor will read the stats from your smartwatch, and he'll be looking at you in a video conference. And those kind of things I like, truthfully. I'm not a big fan of going to the doctor. Absolutely,
1: There's going to be a lot of good that comes from A that.
0: lot of good. A lot of businesses that are going to evolve. A lot of things are going to take place. There's going to be a new set of winners. And so, unfortunately, going to be a lot of losers because they're the ones that basically didn't evolve and adapt. And and here's the big one. And this is where, I mean, I just remember because I remember the pain of having, um, you know, known so many agents that didn't change. If you guys don't change, if you guys don't adapt to this new market, if you don't accept the fact that you have to be listing agents, if you don't look at some of the things that you were doing over the past 10 years as the frivolous things that they were. The market's not going to just even give you a chance. It's just going to consume you. It's going to eat you alive. You're not going to have opportunities to go after listing appointments because even your centers of influence and past clients won't want to ask you to help them because they're looking for somebody who knows how to solve a specific set of problems that they have right. that you never learned how to do because you were too busy learning how to master Instagram. Do you guys get the difference? So you were able to play. You were able to do silly things. You didn't have to have a, lot of, a high set of skills in this past market. Because of the fact that the sellers, the houses were selling themselves. Basically, I know some of you are offended, but look: the more you're longer in your business, the more you're going to realize why I just said is true. When you price a house, it's basically price, condition, location. Marketing does not do anything to sell a house. If you price it correctly and it's in a great location in a great condition, it's going to sell itself just by putting it in the MLS. That has always been true and always will be true. All this other stuff that you think is supposed to be there to help you sell a house. It's there to promote yourself and maybe it does work, maybe it doesn't, it mostly mostly well, doesn't.
1: A lot of it was manufactured to make it look like you were doing something to cause the house to sell when in fact it was priced right, there was low inventory and you lucked out.
0: Yeah, and we get it guys. Look, we used to Which was Julie, awesome for a while. Julie and I listed and sold thousands of houses. We know what it means to go into a seller's house. And you can't very well just tell the seller, like, Mr. Seller, it's all about these three things and that's it. We just put it in the MLS and we price it right and it'll sell itself. I mean, you don't tell a seller that because then they're not going to want to list with you, right? Right. So you got to go in there and talk about your Instagram followers and your tweeters and your twatters and your number of videos and all your this and the other things and your virtual staging and all this Mickey Mouse, right? Because that's what you, A, think is normal, but B, because no one's ever told you that at the end of the day, it's price conditional location that sells a house. Those things. Now, you do have to have listing tools. You do have to have a presentation that's going to you know, cause the seller to want to list with you because when you're, especially as you go more up market, when you're chasing more expensive stuff, you're going to quickly discover that those sellers do think that they know more than you about marketing and advertising and they are going to put perceived value on those extra things. So you do have to have a presence of that stuff. But I'm telling you from professional to professional, get it real clear in your head In a market like this, what's going to happen is the sellers are going to want to list with people that maybe have that stuff as a secondary or a third, a cursory thing. But the primary thing they're going to be looking for are people that know how to solve the problems that they've got. And those problems are going to be loss of equity. Those problems are going to be buyers that basically can't get loans or the standards have become so high, it's going to take a lot of buyers out of the market until they you know, essentially save more money or they get more stable jobs. This is the abnormal time in this industry and in our economy that you need to adapt to. And that's what we do. We teach you how to do that. That way, when you walk into a seller's look, here's a thought for you: If you guys got called out on a listing appointment, an opportunity, uh, you know it's happening this weekend. It's a everything about the listing you want, but you have no connection with that seller, and you have to compete with three of the other top realtors in town. How many of you would probably not even go on the appointment because you know you're going to have your ass handed to you? Or if you a, went, a
1: certain percent, that's definitely true. I hear about them freaking out on this, and this is why you know the coaching gods created coaching. I think so that we can prepare you for that. Now, here's the sad thing. Some of you will wait until that person calls you and you're too afraid to show up for the listing or you show up and you don't get it and you'll be surprised. And some of you, that's got to happen like two or three times before you go and get some help for yourself. Others of you, what's got to happen is somebody who you did know, who you thought you had in the bag, list with somebody you've never even heard of because they came in and they had a better skill set than you. And you're going to be crushed by that. That's what's really sad, that for some of you, you have to have your butts kicked to get into action. Please don't wait that long. Get into action right now. Don't let that happen to you.
0: And you're going to rationalize it by saying, oh, the seller, you know, they listened with the other person because you know, they knew each other from church or the other agent told them a higher price and you're going to rationalize your failure. But the reality of it was is because you did not get the listing because you did not earn the right to have the listing because you didn't have the skill set to convince the seller yes. you knew how to actually get the house sold in a market like this.
1: Or worse, your strategy in the back of your head is to overprice and cut your commission. That is not a strategy.
0: And if you guys are thinking, how do I differentiate myself and, and the marketplace when I'm chasing listings, when you know everybody else is basically doing all this frilly, you know, the, essentially the fluffery of the all the social networking and the branding when everybody else is doing the same thing or version of the same thing you think you have to get into a uh, essentially a war to do more of the same then how are you differentiating yourself in the eyes of the seller just because you have a fancier logo or because you have more followers on twitter you really think that at the end of the day you can never win that the way you win is by knowing things the other people don't know you have to win through skills are you listening to what we're telling you Does this make sense to you guys? I mean, it better because what we're telling you is what you actually need to do to survive. And that is your takeaway from today from all the things we told you about. Yes. Until, and I'm going to read you guys this article. Mm. Um, I just found this. This is really good. Uh, Howard Schultz said Tuesday that the additional funding for the Paycheck Protection Program is not adequate to help small... He's talking about restaurants, but that's fine. It's relevant to business in general. To help small restaurants survive the uh, coronavirus p- uh, pandemic. What's needed is not another version of the PPP. Again, good intent, but it's the wrong medicine, said billionaire Starbucks CEO and Sklockbox. Rather, Schultz, uh, Schultz uh, said he believes the government needs to create a robust program to serve as a bridge to a vaccine. The price... Tag, maybe around $1 trillion. It's large, I understand, he says. You think? But he argued that the cost of the program would be much much less than the cost of more than 100,000 small restaurants potentially closing uh, for good due to the coronavirus crisis. Millions of Americans would then be shut out of a job, Schultz said, not to mention the social fabric of every community which is dependent on restaurants. Uh, if It's linked to Schultz's comments came. Let me scan forward. Da, 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 da. Now they're commenting on what his comments were. Um, business. Da, 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 da. So he talks about PPP, which you've already talked to you guys about and how it's going to be replenished. So, the most important thing, and the reason I wanted to read this to you guys, is what he is saying. I think it's actually a title of it. Um, essentially, there's no honest to God reason to believe that there's ever going to be any kind of meaningful recovery until there's a vaccine. Because, and even after that, there's going to be a lot of wound licking in, term, in the form of financial issues that people are going to have. We're going to definitely still be in a recession, if not a depression. But nothing really is going to change until there's a vaccine. They can check for antibodies. They can check to see if you had it before. They can check to see, but well, what difference does it make? Are you guys planning on going to, you know, hopping on a plane? Are you planning on going to a restaurant? Are you going to, I mean, you get the point? Our behaviors have changed. Everyone's behaviors have changed. And then they're not just going to snap back until there's
1: a vaccine. And even then, not everybody's just going to roll out of bed and get vaccinated. They still have to deliver on the vaccine.
0: That's right. So So look, guys, this is the new normal. And we did a show yesterday on the things that we read that we discovered that we thought were uh, good news. And it was kind of funny. I think at the end of the day, we went through all the good news points and we found out that they're mostly propaganda you know, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to do things you love and things you hate? You I'm have ready th- to rumble. Oh boy, I didn't prepare. All right, let's go. You asked. Oh, you did prepare. You wrote some things down. I did. Cheater. Well, go ahead. I
1: have, okay, so I, I like to end on things I love. So let's do things I hate first, which is is just you know one, but there's many versions of this. Scams that are coming out to take advantage of people. Most did you uh, say things you scams. Love? No, this is things I hate. Okay. Stimulus check scams. So here's the scam that's going on. And let's see, I had a a list of things you're not allowed to do, but I closed it real quick. So people are calling saying I'm calling from the IRS. Okay, so first of all, the IRS doesn't call like that, but they're calling pretending they're being the IRS. And I have your stimulus check ready. You probably heard in the news that it's going to be a direct deposit. So if you just give me your uh, routing and account number, I can get that money to you right now. Well, I mean that's a fairly obvious one, but it's absolutely happening. Um, the other scam has to do with we have to give you your uh, stimulus check, and we are just checking what your social security number is. Another way of getting information out of you. So I hate scams. Would be the big broad category. So just so you know, the IRS doesn't do it that way. You log into their website. You look up. You, there, you can use our if you um, use our our plan that we are sending you. You can look up not just how much you're getting, but when you're supposed to get it. They're not gonna call you and say, all right, I'm ready. They, they don't have staff that does that. Okay, so things that I love. Two things. One is I didn't know how many Different types of housing projects you could do with a Barbie house and the six year old. Oh so far, we've had Barbie house renovation, Barbie house reload, bar- Barbie house vacation rental property. We've had an earthquake and a tornado. We've played uh, what happens for a foreclosure. Uh, we've had a Barbie pet house, a hospital, a farm, and a haunted house. So, you know, I don't know if that counts as homeschooling, but we're going to count it as homeschooling. And then the other thing that I love is uh, we have discovered ice cream delivery and Zoe had a Nutella ice cream um, popsicle are you kidding me I'm not kidding you you found somebody
0: that delivers ice cream to our door how cool is that Yes. Okay, so I'm going to start with things I hate. I hate the fact that Julie discovered a lady that will deserve ice cream to, or deliver ice cream to our door, because generally <laughs> speaking, Zoe gets what she wants when she wants it, Yeah. or she comes in here during our podcast and basically... Uh, well, I'll use it
1: as bribery, don't worry. ...gives
0: us a little bit of what we call noise pollution. Yes. Uh, things I love, also Zoe related. Do you ever notice that all the things we love are always about Zoe? I know. It Even nice. when
1: she's being, you know noisy here's what i love
0: i love in the morning listening to julie teach zoe now Grant, she's only in kindergarten but her school lessons yeah i love that and i also love the fact that generally speaking it only takes julie about two hours to go through what evidently it takes the teachers at her private school six or eight hours to go through yes i know the kids go to school for socialization but here's the thing i really love julie and i when we were on our walk did we go on a walk yesterday
1: uh, yeah, day before. Yeah, day yeah.
0: before. We try to walk six miles a day. We were remember, too sore yesterday. <laughs> remember, yeah. remember, guys, it's it's three things, right? You can control your environment, your health, and your finances. Julie and I are living by everything we say. We're yep. following it exactly. So when we were on our walk, um, what was I about to tell you?
1: Something about Zoe. I forget. Was yeah. it when she called us?
0: Well, there's walk? that. I don't, I don't I mean, now I'm getting tech calls and texts from our six-year-old. That's kind of funny. We No, there, it was really good. It was going to be a great I love thing.
1: Well, it'll hit you as soon as we hang up. You I mean as soon as we end the show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll oh, yeah. save it
0: for tomorrow. That's a great right. idea. Oh, that's cheating. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's
1: okay. No, there, there are a lot, you know, I, I think that to the Zoe point, there's something about oh, how. Oh, I remembered. Present she is, yeah. and you know she. She I think she understands the whole coronavirus thing, but she also has gotten so creative about how she plays. It's pretty awesome.
0: Uh, the thing I love, she was coming home from school about every two weeks with some oh. new form of sickness. Yes, she's healthy now, and she's healthy, and she's been healthy for a very long time. That's awesome. So, so which
1: means we've been healthy.
0: Yes, which means everyone <laughs> in the house has been healthy. You know, and so I kind of look That's at true. this. I kind of look at this coronavirus and what are we discovering? That it turns out that you can get a you know full day's worth of education, quote unquote, in for maybe just a couple hours. Uh, and second of all, if you want to keep your kid healthy, don't send him to school in a Petri dish. I mean, that's pretty much it. Well,
1: yeah. Spray yeah. him down, wipe them down, hose them down, whatever you have to do.
0: Are you ready to actually have a serious conversation about homeschooling?
1: Well, that's not what we're doing.
0: <laughs> Is that see, see, listeners, you see how I'm walking Julian. backwards? I think it's all well and good until
1: she hits about algebra and then we're going to be up a creek. It's
0: called a tutor.
1: I got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have, hey, I have the housing part covered. Barbie house renovation, relocation, you know... Vacation rental
0: property. We're teaching her real estate. We're teaching
1: her practical, applicable skills. <laughs> we
0: got a we got a light <laughs> yesterday because we're going to be doing some more zooms and whatnot, like a studio light because our office is you know kind of dark. And um, I said, Zoe, do you want to start your own uh, YouTube channel? And she goes, No, I want to start my own podcast.
1: I know, <laughs> on her own, she says these things. <laughs> anyway, we digress. So
0: we digress. But see, guys, it doesn't have to be all serious. Step away from the CNN. Step away yeah. from the Alex oh, Jones. Graph. Step away from the things that are going to make you feel crazy. Feeling crazy, when you're feeling crazy, you think smaller. You don't think about helping people. You think about essentially building moats. And that is not what you should be doing right now. If you guys need us for anything, remember, text the word survival to 31996. If you're ready to join our coaching program, and I just told you about how you guys can all get into the coaching program with basically, you know hundred bucks a month no payment for the first 30 days text the word education to 31996 and you will be put at the head of the line and you'll have a direct conversation with one of our new member coaches in the meantime you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow
1: this program has been a presentation by tim and julie harris real estate coaching for more information on our real estate coaching and training programs